You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I'm so thrilled that you're joining me. It's Pastor Jürgen here sharing a powerful, powerful message with you. The title of my message this morning is Awaken Resurrection Life. Awaken Resurrection Life. The Bible is incredible. If you think it's a book of rules and regulations, you couldn't be further from the truth. If you think it's just a book of history, man, you couldn't be further from the truth either because it's not just a book of recorded history. It's a book of prophetic events that are yet to take place. But every Everything in this Bible points to Jesus Christ, points to the answer, points to the solution, points to the Messiah. It is incredible. In the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 4, there's this kind of little obscure verse, and it says this. It says, Then the ark rested in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of of Ararat. Now you may say, Wow, well, you know, I guess they were just trying to, you know, fill in volume for the international best-selling book of all time, the Bible, and I guess they had to kind of put dates and times for authenticity, saying, no, no, nothing is in there by chance. It says, the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. The reason that that's in there is because you jump over one, one book, it's the book of Exodus, In the book of Exodus, it's God bringing his people out of Egypt with a mighty hand. We touched on this on Friday night at our Good Friday service on how God delivered them through the Passover, through the blood of the lamb and the destroyer coming. And it it literally broke the back of the grip and the stronghold that the Pharaoh, the devil had over God's people 430 years. And then they were delivered with a mighty hand. Well, the Bible says, that God spoke to Moses and he said, instead of this being the seventh month, the month of Passover, from now on, it'll be the first month. It'll be the beginning of months and it's the month Abib or or what literally means spring, new life. God counts everything in our world from when we're born again, from when new life flows. What's interesting is that the Passover happens on the 14th day of this month, the month of Bib. Jesus got his disciples together and he said, eagerly have I desired to eat the Passover with you. They ate the Passover and he gave them the explanation. Hey, take this bread. This is my body. Take this wine. This is my blood. Because I mean, the Passover lamb was already Jesus, but he's trying to take him a little bit deeper. He's saying, even though I'm the Passover lamb, let me just explain to you what's happening right here. Just as the the bread is torn and the bread is broken, so my body's going to be broken and my blood is going to be poured out. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so Jesus was pointing again to himself. This is the blood of the new covenant. That was the 14th. We know that that night he went out after supper and was betrayed by Jesus, Judas. Then he was thrown into a prison, Caiaphas overnight. The next day, Friday, he was led out before Pilate and then Herod and then Pilate examined him, couldn't find any fault. And then they led him away to be crucified. That afternoon on the Friday, the 15th, Jesus Christ expired. He died on the cross. Well, they took the body of Jesus down from the cross and they buried him in a tomb. But Sunday, which was the 17th 
day of that month, Jesus came up out of the grave. This is incredibly significant. And let, let me just pause there read a scripture to you and show you why it's significant. If you come with me now in the book of Matthew chapter 27, we're going to read from verse 50. In verse 50, it says, And Jesus on the cross cried out again with a loud voice and yielding up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earthquake and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming up out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those who were with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly saying, truly this was the son of God. How powerful that a Roman centurion, not brought up in Judaism, not brought up with any theology, or religious studies, who every day is just in charge of executions. Every day he's in charge of crucifixion, execution, execution by crucifixion. Had never seen anybody die like this. Had never seen anybody when they expired on the cross. Immediately there's an earthquake, rocks split apart, something he knew then and there, this was the son of God. But I want you to notice what happened. The veil was torn in two from top to bottom. But even more than that, the resurrection of the saints that had fallen asleep, people that had died believing in Jesus were resurrected and came out and went into the holy city. I want you to know that Jesus did not die on a cross to start another religion. Jesus died on the cross on the Friday. Friday was about an atonement. You and I, because of our sin, are separated from God. Our sin disconnects us from God. So Jesus on the Friday took all of our sin. The Bible says that from the sixth hour, which is noon, midday, until the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon, Jesus took all of our sin upon himself. So much so that the father had to turn away because Jesus became sin. And at that moment, Jesus cried out and said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because for the first time in Jesus's 33 years, he felt God disconnect from him. He felt the sting of the father's rejection and abandonment at the time that he needed it the most. You would say, why would God abandon his son? Why would God reject his son? Friend, because Jesus took our sin. He became sin so that when you and I stand before God in Christ Jesus, you and I will never have to feel the sting of his rejection and abandonment. So powerful was Jesus' substitution on the cross. But goes a little bit more powerful than that. Jesus didn't come just to die on the cross on a Friday as our sacrifice. He also came to destroy the works of the devil. When he got up out of that grave on the Sunday, he broke the works of the devil. He broke the curse. Friend, I got saved on a beach 34 years ago on a beach January 1986. Jesus Christ stepped into my life. I wasn't looking for Jesus. I was trying to get a surfboard sponsorship and a wetsuit sponsorship. I was I was just young. I thought, man, if I could surf every day and get paid for it, be a pro surfer, that'd be fantastic. I had no vision in my life. I was addicted to drugs. I was using people. 
hurting them to try to fill voids in me, only to find that afterwards I had all kinds of shame, all kinds of guilt. I would go out and get drunk so I could do bad things thinking, well, you know, my conscience is is numbed by the alcohol, only find the next day I would wake up with a hangover, but the shame and the guilt of what I'd done. All of a sudden I come to this Christian surfers pro-am. Jesus comes into my heart. I pray a prayer. And when I open my eyes, the whole world is different. I mean, everything was in its place, the trees, the blades of grass, but I could hear the birds. I looked up in the sky, I'd never seen it so blue. I looked at the grass, I'd never seen it so green. The only way I could describe it was up until this time I was asleep in a dream and now I'd woken, I'd awoken from the dream and I was awake to the reality of God. I can still remember driving home with my friend Jim Norman and I'm looking out the window as the sun was setting. And as the sun was setting, I had this peace and I had this warmth. Now you need to understand I grew up in a home where my dad was an atheist, so I didn't have any religious upbringing. I didn't understand that the Bible had a term for this, born again. I had no idea this is what had just happened. Later I would come to realize, oh my gosh, that's exactly, that articulates my experience perfectly. I was born again. I want you to know that Jesus didn't make me religious. He made me His. And He didn't just make me His. He made me free. He didn't just make me free. He made me an overcomer. He didn't just make me an overcomer. He made me clean. He made me, he made me a child of God. He made me an overcomer. He made me more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. He broke every chain, every shackle, every work that the devil had over my life. Every hold the devil had over my life. Every legal ground, every legal right and jurisdiction the devil felt that he had over my life because of my sin or generational sin, Jesus, when he came into my life, broke the power of that so that I could be free. You probably remember that the Roman soldiers mocking Jesus, hail King of the Jews, took some thorns and they twisted a crown out of the thorns and they rammed it into his head. And they began to mock him and beat him saying, all hail to the King of the Jews. They had no idea that this was powerful and they had no idea that this was prophetic and it was fulfilling scripture. In Genesis chapter three, God cursed the ground because of the first Adam, because of Adam's sin. When Adam sinned, God couldn't curse Adam. A lot of people think that God cursed man. He couldn't curse man because Genesis 1:28, God blessed. God doesn't bless and then curse. God cannot curse what he has blessed. So God blessed Adam. When Adam sinned, he said, cursed be the ground for your sake. Thorns and thistles, briars and weeds, it will produce. And out of the sweat of your brow, the earth will yield to you its increase. In John 12, 24, Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it'll remain a single seed. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it'll produce much fruit. The Bible says this, he spoke signifying his death. When they took the crown of thorns and they put it on Jesus's head, they had no idea that they were fulfilling a prophetic picture that Jesus came into the world to take the curse. Now remember, God cursed the ground. So Jesus 
had the thorns, the first thing the cursed ground produces is thorns, rammed into his head. Head speaks of authority. Head speaks of responsibility. The head of the home is also the one responsible for the home. Jesus now became responsible for the curse. They then take Jesus after he dies on the cross and they put him into the ground. They put him into a tomb. They put him into a grave. They have no idea that they are taking the sinless, blameless, spotless son of God, the lamb of God, wearing the crown of thorns, wearing the curse, and they're putting him into the tomb. They're putting him into the ground. Because friend, on Friday, Jesus made atonement. On, on Friday, Jesus took away all our sin and cleansed us from all unrighteousness, but he wasn't finished yet. There was still a devil to deal with. There was still a curse that needed reversing. Do you know what's so powerful and so interesting? It says that the ark... Remember, Noah's Ark was a judgment on the wickedness of the world, on the sinfulness of the world. God destroyed the whole world with a flood. Only Noah and seven others, eight all up, were saved. Eight means resurrection. Eight means new life. But the Bible says that the Ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Why, why does it tell us that? Of all the mountains that it came to rest on, why that mountain? Well, what's interesting is Ararat comes from two Hebrew roots. The Hebrew word for curse is the word Arar. But the Hebrew word for cursed, reversed, is Ararat. Jesus, on the Sunday, the 17th day of what used to be the seventh month, the month of Avib, three days after the Passover, Jesus on the 17th day of that month comes up out of the grave and declares that the curse is reversed. I want you to know Jesus broke every chain. He loosed every cord. He smashed every yoke that the devil has over your life. Through Jesus Christ rising from the dead, you don't have to be addicted. You don't have to live with shame and guilt and fear and condemnation. Any generational curses, doctors may have said to you that diabetes runs in your genetic code. They may have told you that cancer or breast cancer runs in your genetic code. You know what? If you're not born again, I'm so sorry. But if you're born again, guess what? When you're born again, the Bible says, old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. You don't have to receive that because Jesus came to re reverse the the curse. Your genetic code can change now. That gene can be evicted now. You can live diabetes free. You can live cancer free. You, you can live completely free of the curse because Jesus came to reverse the curse. I want you to know that when Jesus died, he conquered death. He conquered hell. The Bible says when he rose out of the grave, he had the keys of death. He had the keys of hell. He conquered the devil. The Bible says he crushed the devil's head and he rose again. Friend, I've been following Jesus for 34 years. I'd love to tell you that I understood all of this on the very, very first day. 
For 34 years, I've been reading this magnificent gift from God, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the Word of God. And I've got to tell you, God has unfolded. And as He has unfolded these truths in my life, Jesus says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I've got to tell you, the more truth that I've discovered, the more freedom that has flowed. Friend, today, you may be addicted to medication. You may be addicted to drugs. You may be bound by fear. You may be bound by lust. You may be bound by greed. You may be bound by anger, whatever it is that's going on in your life. Friend, I want you to know Jesus already atoned for your sins on Friday so you could go to heaven, but he didn't quit there. There was still a devil to deal with. There was still Satan's works to destroy. Jesus, when he died on the cross, descended into the lower parts of the earth. He descended into hell. Well, how can you say Jesus went into hell? Well, he went into hell because that's where a sinner would go and he took your sin and he became sin on the cross, separated from God. He went straight into hell but you better believe that hell couldn't hold him. The demons there couldn't contain him. He busted hell. He tore down the gates of hell. He kicked that thing open and he stripped from the devil after crushing the devil's head. He took the keys of death and took the keys of hell and rose again on that Sunday, conquering death, conquering hell. So that now in Christ, you and I are more than conquerors. In Christ, the devil is vanquished and defeated. In Christ, all authority has been given to Christ. And when you flow in Christ. When you are born again in Christ, you have authority over sickness, over disease, over ailments, over addictions, over chains. Jesus died on Friday so you and I could go to heaven, but Jesus died, uh, rose again on Sunday after he died, rose again on Sunday so that heaven could come to you right here, right now, so that you can begin to dispense heaven right here on this earth. Man, it is just good. It's worth giving God a praise right now. You may want to stand in your living room and just come on, give God a praise right now. How awesome it is. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You're an overcomer. In greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He is more than a conqueror. And that's what flows on the inside of you. If you've never received Jesus, friend, today is your day. Oh, does he want to make me religious? Well, let me tell you, I ain't religious, but I love following Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, I heard you read the Bible every day. I read this every day because it's better than the New York Times. It's better than the Washington Post. It's better than Time Magazine, Reader's Digest. There's no other book like it. It is alive and living. When you feed on this, it will put strength on the inside of you. Do you know that the Bible is filled with thousands of promises from God? The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So many people don't know what God has promised them. If you don't know what God has promised them, the thief can come in any time and just rob and steal from you. But when you know what God has promised. All of a sudden you'll say, you know what? I'm not putting up with that. You know what, devil? Just back off right now. This is my territory. This is my healing. This is my deliverance. This is my portion. This is my prosperity. This is my blessing. This is my abundance. You'll be able to push back. If you've never received Christ, friend, do it now. If maybe you grew up in a religious home and that's, that's not a bad thing. You know, religion has many wonderful tenants. But I've got to tell you, religion is no substitute for Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't die because he felt the world needed more religion. The world already had religion. Jesus died so that you and I could be born again, so that you and I could have everlasting life. Jesus rose again to break all the works of the devil, to reverse the curse so that you and I could have everlasting life. And if you want to 
pray that prayer. Pray it with me now. Or maybe you're just here watching. You're far from God. You're away from God. Friend, Easter Sunday, why don't you have some resurrection power, some resurrection life come and begin to flow back through your life. It's so simple. His name is Jesus. If you just invite Him into your heart, invite Him into your life, everything will shift right now. Power will begin to flow to you and begin to flow through you. You'll be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You'll find you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going in, blessed going out. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So won't you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you today that you so love me you sent Jesus, your only son, to die on the cross to take away my sin. I thank you that today, every chain, every hold of Satan, every work of iniquity is broken off my life. I am free. I am clean. I am born again. Everything changes in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.